You were listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 60. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Hey there, toy people, Ajel Wade here, and welcome to a bonus episode of Making It in the Toy Industry. This podcast is brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Right now, you might be wondering why there's an extra episode waiting for you when you know a week hasn't passed yet since the last MIDI episode. Well, here's why. In celebration of Black History Month, I decided to put together a bonus mini-series featuring four incredible Black women in toys and entertainment. In this mini-series, I asked each interviewee the same 10 questions and received answers that made me laugh, brought tears to my eyes, and at times even gave me goosebumps. Throughout this last week of Black History Month, I'll be releasing four new bonus episodes highlighting these incredible Black women in our industry. Now, I was really selective with my 10 interview questions because the goal for me is twofold to share the career achievements of these incredible women, and also to share a bit of their personal life and perspectives with you, the listeners of this podcast. All right, toy people, it's time to meet some SAG award-winning, Golden Globe-nominated, history-making powerhouses in the toy and entertainment industries right now. Let's dive in. Our guest today is Donna Moore. Donna is the Vice President of Advertising at A&B Media and TTPM.com, where she handles accounts for clients across the company's multiple divisions, toys, baby, pets, and more. She started in the toy industry more than 10 years ago, but seems to have been a part of it forever. Donna knows everyone. She works closely with almost every toy company in the industry, and they rely on Donna to offer smart marketing solutions to help meet their business goals. Donna has unique selling skills and can spin any situation into a possible marketing or advertising campaign, whether big or small. Prior to A&B Media, Donna worked at The Hollywood Reporter as an account manager where she handled indie films and film festivals and attended award shows and industry events weekly, which is where her social skills shine. When she is not traveling, you can find her on the phone dialing for toys for the TA Toy Bank or making wine in her vineyard in Connecticut. It's time to meet Donna, toy people. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for showing up today. And I'm excited to highlight you as one of our Black women in toys and entertainment for Black History Month. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Azelle. Thank you so much. Um, I'm honored for you to even ask me to do this. All right, let's dive in. Here we go. Okay. We got the 10 questions. Here we oh, go. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Number one, how long have you been in the toy and entertainment industry? If we count when I had my, when I worked at Hollywood Reporter, it's been over 20 years wow. and that's entertainment. And then um, in the toy industry, I dabbled a little bit when I was at Hollywood Reporter because they had uh, one issue that went around licensing show. And I dealt with um, MGA. Um, so that was it for the toy part of it. But so for toy, it will be 11 years and a couple of months. Incredible. So much experience. Where do you work right now and what do you do? Currently, I work at TTPM, which stands for Toys, Tots, Pets, and More. And I am the vice president 
of advertising and sales. I oversee pet and baby. I oversee digital ads, uh, digital units on our website, as long as well as uh, print ads in our publication. And we started a new division Ooh. last year, uh, right before Toy Fair. We started a new division, uh, TTPM Influencer Management, and I'm the VP for that division, where uh, I basically handle 17 influencers and help book deals for them negotiate deals for them on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I did not know you were the VP of that division. <laughs> yes. Yes. The VP of that division. And it's a whole nother world dealing with yeah. these influencers. So if any of my listeners are looking to collaborate with influencers, they should be reaching out to Donamore at ttpm.com. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do you love most about your job? Oh my gosh. You know what I love the most? I love meeting people. Um, I love the fact that every day is a different day. One day I could be dealing with all toy companies. I could be talking to Disney. I could be talking to Warner Brothers. I could be speaking with Skyrocket Toys or Just Play or Basic Fun. The next day I'm speaking with a pet company. The next day, I'm speaking with a Skip Hop or a Delta Children or uh, a Lily Baby. I'm speaking with a baby company. But among all of that, even though every day is different, every single day, I'm constantly dealing with different agencies for influencers. So every single day is different. So it really helps the day go by fast, mm -hmm. knowing that you know now we are at home. We all want to do something that number one, you want to enjoy your job to begin with. And yep. I love my job and it, it goes by so fast when I'm dealing with all these different moving parts. And I love the fact when they all come together and not to mention travel um, in a perfect world, I would be traveling actually in a perfect world right now. Today, we would still be at uh, toy fair. Yeah. Center. <laughs> Next up who in your family? is the most surprised or entertained by what you do for a living? I would say uh, my grandmother, oh. my, my grandmother. Um, <laughs> she's adorable. She's 97. What? And right now today, um, she'll just say, are you still looking at toys? <laughs> and I could hear her, you know, when she's speaking with the other members of the family and she'll say, I'm on the phone with Donna. And they're like, oh, she goes, yeah, you know, she looks at toys all day and, and I don't know what she does. And, and then I could hear another cousin or my brother saying, it's like big and she's like, oh, yeah. big Tom Hanks. Yeah. She goes, I don't know. She plays with toys. I don't oh. know how she gets paid, but that's what she's doing. So yes. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but I oh, it. it's hilarious. What do you view as your biggest achievement in the toy and entertainment industry? You know what? It's not, it's not really one. It's kind of like a combined thing that I'm really proud of. Um, coming into the toy industry 11 years ago, I, when you're doing sales, you immediately want to go after the big fish mm -hmm. because that's pretty much a given. When you come in, they're like, oh, this is your client. This is your client. And you pretty much know 
they're going to do something. They're, they're going to do something with you. You know, they're going to participate in the showcase. They're going to participate in using, utilizing your influencer. They are going to buy a digital unit on your consumer site or on your email blast or whatever, but it's kind of like a sure thing. So for me, my biggest achievement is when I finally realized that I am missing some companies because I'm not giving them that much time a day. And some of these, even though some of them were mid-sized companies, they just didn't want to hear what I had to say. Mm. So the achievement was taking all these companies and finally just beating them down and finally <laughs> saying, listen, you know, we're here. I can help you. You know, you're trying to reach this, you're trying to reach this consumer. You're trying to get your product in front of uh, baby reviewers. You're trying to do this. I can help you. Let me help you. Um, So the achievement was basically finally being able to reach these smaller mid-turn, mid-brand companies and letting them know that we are here and we can help you. And some, it took really five years. Some took five years for me to just keep calling and, and reaching out and going by and seeing them every toy fair, every toy fair, knowing that they're going to look right at me and say, Oh, Donna, yeah, no, we don't have any money or no, your company's not for me or no, thank you. It's so nice to see you, but nothing ever happens. Mm, wow. <laughs> I feel like that was just achievement, just reaching those companies and being able to finally work with them. So you answered my next question in that answer for that question, because it was to tell me a little bit about what it took you to get there. But do you have anything to add? Um, What I want to add to that basic uh, to really get there, you know, you just have to be persistent. You just Mm -hmm. have to be persistent um, in no matter what job you do, whether you're in sales or you're in another position, uh, never take no for an answer. And if it's something you believe in, no matter what your product is, no matter what you're selling or where you work, you have to believe in your company. You have to believe in the product that you are presenting. And most important, you have to believe in yourself that you can do it. Yep. Love that. Now, as a Black woman, I do have to ask this next question. Did you feel represented by the toys that you played with growing up? No, not at all. I, uh, no, I cannot even remember seeing any kind of black baby dolls or anything come to think of it. And I had Barbie. I had Mm -hmm. every single thing that Barbie ever had. (laughs) And my mom, my mom may still have some of this stuff, um, in the storage someplace, but I had everything, everything, Barbie Ken and Barbie's, you know, her house, her her cars, her airplane, everything. I had all her that airplane. stuff. Oh um, yeah. I remember the airplane. She had a little uh, plane. She was yeah. the <laughs> but uh, no, no, there was nothing that represented um, blackness. I would say I did not see any blackness growing up within the toy industry. And at all. Why do you think it's so important for black culture and faces to be represented in toys? Well, that's the world. Mm-hmm. The, the world is multicultural. It's that's the world. We don't all look alike. And maybe even though a black child may still reach for a Barbie that is of a different color, but yet and still 
it's nice to be able to have options. Mm -hmm. I think options are the most important thing. Give your child an option. We're in the store right now, or I'm looking at baby dolls, pick the baby doll you want. And, and it's nice to see one that looks like you. She may not, you know, she's my color, she's brown Mm -hmm. or, you know, just brown, just another color, just someone that resembles me. Maybe she has hair like me, you know, so I think it's very important to let a child know that the world is not just quote unquote black and white, um, Mm -hmm. emphasizing on the white. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's true. You just need to be exposed and have options, be able to Mm -hmm. choose. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important part. I agree. Uh, You should be able to. Now, today, there are so many more toys designed to represent and celebrate Black features. So tell me of the ones that you've seen, I'm sure in your position, you've seen a lot or you've seen them all. So which of these new representative dolls and product lines that you've seen that you would have just loved to have growing up? I do love the fact that some companies, um, they are making some more dolls that look like, look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, there's brown dolls out there. There's multicultural dolls out there. There's even some board games that are steered towards, uh, the black community. Um, always, there's always been stuffed animals, but stuffed animals are pretty much across the board. But I feel because of what happened last year, everything with, uh, BLM, Mm -hmm. more and more companies are jumping on that bandwagon and realizing that, Hey, Maybe we do need to recognize there is the black community is here. The black community is buying. Um, if you look at stats, the black community, they purchase a lot. We do you know, <laughs> purchase quite a bit, too you know, much. Yeah. too much, yeah. but, but they are a very good consumer. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You now really need to think about making options for that consumer and putting things out for that consumer, even though you may have had stuff there already, but there's a whole nother division of product that you need to have out that really represents that consumer. And mm-hmm. I believe a lot of companies right now are trying to do it. I'm indifferent with it because some of them, I feel you're trying to get out product too fast mm-hmm. and it's not right. Just take your time and get it done. Don't try to just do it all of a sudden because you feel like this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the companies that have been working on it and are slowly bringing out product, I respect that a little bit more because they've given it some thought right. and they did some, um, you know, they did a, a, a little bit of talking about it. They opened the conversation to see what, what is needed. Uh, what can we do to make it better? Um, but some companies, they just don't care and they're just going to throw out any product, but there is product that is coming out now and I love it. And, um, but I do think there's some companies that could do a little bit better and it kind of annoys me a little bit that, uh, why is it just now happening? I know we know why it's happening because now it gets media attention. Now it's some, it's, it's a pitch. Everybody wants to see on TV. It's a segment. Everyone's see on TV. It's an article people want to read about. It's unfortunate that it took that, but that's why. Right. 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 It's very unfortunate, oh. but um, you know, there's a lot of little babies that are being grown that are being born right now and are growing up and 
this year, 2021, could be their first Christmas where they're two or three. And um, I, I think it would be so much, so beautiful to see a child opening up a gift and she has gifts that look like her. She has yep. a doll that looks like her, mm-hmm. you know, that looks like her mommy and looks like her dad. Yeah. Okay. My last question for you to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. If you can go back in time, you could travel back in time to when you first began your career in let's do entertainment first. Mm-hmm. What piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, I think it would be the same across the board. Uh, if I traveled back in time, don't forget the little guy. Just mm. don't forget the little guy. Uh, we always dismiss the young person or the new company or the new person, but I believe everybody has something to say. And I think people need to realize don't dismiss a company because, oh, they're downstairs at the Javits Center or, mm-hmm. oh, that's just a small company. They only have one product. Still go and, and talk to them, you know, because I believe every company has something to say. Every person has something to say. Take the time and just take the time and say hello to people. Take the time to just find out what they're about. If you're in the same situation, if you're in the same industry, and if you are at a networking event or if you are at a trade show, take the time and just say hello, because that person is there for the same reason you are. And Mm -hmm. there's a reason why they're there. They may not be a larger company. They may not be the heavy hitter on the block, but they have something to say and you never know where they can end up later in life. I feel those Mm. are the companies that will stick with you. And those are the companies that they are so sincere about Mm -hmm. their product. And it's the stories are heartwarming and Mm -hmm. the product and, and why they're there and how they got there. And I want to do whatever I can to help them. Perfect. Thank you so much for this interview today, Donna. I think we took away some really valuable insights and we got to know you a little better. So I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, looking forward to hear um, other stories from the other ladies in the industry. Yes. And before you go, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Any any new, I don't know, offers from TTPM? Yeah, definitely. That. Thank you for asking that. Um, currently, what we are working on is that uh, we have our spring event coming up. And that is a press event. It's in April, uh, July. We have our baby event uh, that's open for press and consumers. So consumers can buy off the floor at buying baby products. And then, um, and that's in July. And then in October, we are working on our holiday showcase. So we're working on all of that right now. And obviously our influencers, we still have our publication for February. August and October. So um, anything TTPM, anything with influencers, all things TTPM, just uh, shoot me an email, Donna at TTPM.com. Perfect. I'll put it in the show notes. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Take care. Thank you, Azelle. Have a good one. Well, toy people, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's bonus episode and that you learned something from our guests. You can head over to thetoycoach.com 
forward slash podcast for more on today's episode. There you can read the show notes, grab all of the links mentioned in the episode today, as well as learn more about today's guest. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, so it means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next time, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Ajel Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.